their board meeting yesterday. How are you, sir? Jeff, good morning. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm running a that's, little late. It's okay. You'll have to stay after school now. <laughs> but uh, no, always a player. I figured something was oh, holding you up. Oh my goodness, yes. Some big development, uh, economic development. Oh yeah, news. busy, busy Friday. You know, you've heard us talk a bit about some of the biomedical things that we've been working on, and so. Uh, you know, just some some details and some meetings and planning and things like that. So sorry, looked up and it was oh my goodness, uh, fifteen minutes past the hour. So All thanks good. for and for I that. appreciate it. Evelyn had sent me a message that you were on your way, so yeah. I appreciate that. No problem. And uh, yesterday you guys met uh, and ran into Mickey Bellot leaving yeah. uh, the IDF meeting. Uh, the bed and breakfast owner right next door to you guys. Uh, he uh, said it was a good meeting. Yeah, uh, Mickey's a, a very valuable member of our board he does he and his wife do so much for our downtown area bed and breakfast owners uh developing a a hotel motel uh concept here downtown uh uh, big with the downtown business alliance and uh we really appreciate uh having his perspective on our board and uh always look forward to all the announcement that all the announcements that he can make as well so good stuff yeah he uh said they remodeled the uh building that is second from yours right not the one closest to you but right. uh, the second one. so two uh two bed and breakfasts uh you know great uh, uh great facilities both bayou chateau and chateau royale uh i encourage folks to check them out uh right here in the heart of downtown new iberia steps away from all of the activities that go on in bologna plaza and so just a great property they're also working on their bates motel yeah, uh, project and so uh that's ongoing but you know always glad to uh to have him and to uh to get his perspective not just on um, bed and breakfast but also on tourism and um, you know finding ways to support downtown business as tourist destinations and things like that so really really good thanks for having me i appreciate it yes our board did meet yesterday uh we meet on the uh, second Thursday of each month, uh, the Iberia Industrial Development Foundation is the primary facilitator for economic and community development for our parish and all its municipalities. And so we really, you know, have a, you know, have a really great, lively meeting. And I'm always happy to come back and report on some of the things that were discussed. We always start our meeting, you know, IDF is also a, a business member, investor-driven organization. And so we try to single out uh, one of our members each month for um, – to, you know, to spotlight and to thank for their support of our economic development program. This month's IDF business member spotlight is Conterra Networks. As a matter of fact, they're a new member of IDF. They do all kinds of uh, broadband connection, mm. fiber optic connectivity in our parish. Uh, they're, already, they're, uh, they've already, they're already working very closely with the Iberia Parish School System on connecting the schools together with uh, uh, high-speed broadband and um, fiber optic connectivity and that kind of thing. And it just, it really was an opportunity for us to showcase how important um, high-speed internet, broadband connectivity, fiber optic connections are, not only for, for schools and learning and residents, but also for businesses. And so uh, more and more commerce is being done online and high, high-speed internet is no longer just a luxury, it's really uh, a necessity. And so there's a lot of programs going on right now and a lot of folks that are interested in getting the word out about what they can offer. And so Conterra Networks is certainly um, adding its name to that list, and we appreciate their uh, them investing in our organization. Were they uh, a part of that press conference Larry did? Uh, I don't think week? so. Okay. I don't think so, but uh, you know, we're, we, we want to continue to showcase them and other broadband providers yeah. here. There are many others. Uh, here in our community, and we appreciate all of their investment. Um, and I just 
really thought it was a good opportunity to put a spotlight on that very important project. I saw the parish president made some announcements recently, yeah. which are really, really important. And congratulations to Iberia Parish government for, you know, being a part of that program and all of the good things it'll bring. Yeah, hopefully better than the dial-up service that's on the west end of town. Right, right. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that these, no, it, it will be better yes. than, than, uh, than it's been. And I just, you know, we really want to get the word out that, you know, broadband is a critical part of our infrastructure. I'm always a big proponent in investing in infrastructure, and so this is certainly good news, really good news. We also have a community, a community property of the month. Um, uh, you know, there's so many great commercial sites that are available around our community that are great places for businesses to grow and expand. S- too many to list uh, in one meeting, so we always take pull, pull one out and spotlight it and. Uh, this this month's community property spotlight of the month is the former Apple Corps building down on St. Peter mm. Street uh, at the corner of Jefferson Terrace and uh, St. Peter Street here in New Iberia. For more information on how to acquire that building, it's about 11,000 square feet of total property, a great uh, commercial location, uh, great for a storefront, retail, or even office space. Uh, uh, I'd encourage you to check it out on our website uh, at iberiabiz.org. You can find a property locator tool there, and it'll give you all the details on how to uh, explore that property and more. And so uh, if you want to, if you, if, if Iberia Parish is right for you, we've got a great place for you to locate. So please check that out. No, no doubt. I was able to, then of course they handed the, the gavel to me. And so I had an opportunity to give them a, give the board a quick update on what's been going around here lately. Uh, Progress Point Business Park is coming along very nicely for those that for those that may be hearing about that project for the first time, uh, out on Highway 90 at the corner of Highway 90 and Jefferson Island Road or uh, Louisiana 675, um, the, um, our economic development group is developing a business park, Progress Point Business Park, a 50-acre 50, 50 business park that will be located right along the new airport access road. Um, it's a great location, and we've been extending the utilities to it. Uh, so water, uh, water utilities are now at the site. Uh, uh, sewer utilities are about to be connected and we're working on the electrical connection so we've got some great prospects there Uh, we've got some things that hopefully we can announce over the next few months but as those concepts come online and we build out there at the park we're going to need these utilities and so we're taking care of that and ahead of time um, as the the roadway construction continues and so hopefully all of that will wrap up at about the same time and we'll be able to make a few announcements. Looking forward to it, too. Absolutely. Uh, P5, uh, which is a, 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 an area of um, at the Acadiana Regional Airport located between the runway area and Highway 90, right along 3212, one of the prime properties that the, uh, the airport is marketing. We're working on, uh, on having that become part of the Louisiana Certified Sites Program. You may have seen in media recently about some, some uh, com- communities surrounding us, about some announcements. I was going to ask you about that yeah, one there, Broussard. Yeah, Broussard just had a, a site, a 64-acre site certified. We have been participating in that program for some time. As a matter of fact, they're a leader four, in that program uh, across yeah. the state. There's been, if there's, I remember, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's been, there are four or five uh, projects here in Iberia Parish now progress point is one there are numerous sites at the airport that are certified now uh, and there's a lot of work that goes into having them certified so congratulations to Broussard on their 64 acre site and congratulations to Iberia Parish on on all the the work that's been put into those Uh, we're seeking to certify some additional sites the benefits of certifying a site is that all of the due diligence and all of the work that developers and investors and site selectors require 
is already done. And it's not sites. just you saying that. No, right. It, no, I'm not certifying owner. it. No, these exactly. are these are professional engineers, uh, realtors, uh, uh, property specialists that are sort and the state are certifying these properties and saying, look, they're ready, they're shovel ready, they're ready to be developed now. Uh, that you've got the right elevation, you've got the right environmental, you've got water and sewer, and you know we certify that you have all of these things ready to go. So you don't have to spend a lot of time figuring it out. If you come here, you can locate here quickly on this particular site. And so uh, P5, which is about a 150-acre site between the runway at the airport and Highway 90, great location. Uh, we're working toward with we're working very closely with the Iberia Parish Airport Authority, uh, Mr. Sanji and the and the good folks with the authority uh, on on the beginning stages of having that site certified. And so we talked about that. No skyscrapers, well. please. No, nothing higher yeah. than about three hundred <laughs> feet. But uh, because of course, you know, yeah. it's an airport. But uh, but uh, but very great, you know, good strategic site uh, right near the highway. And so looking forward to helping them get that certified so that it can rise to the top of the marketing efforts across the state. Very good. Uh, we had a great turnout for our SBA seminar that we uh, hosted along with uh, Iberia Parish Government and the Small Business Association, uh, the U.S. Small Business Association, sorry, U.S. Small Business Administration on uh, July 27th. It was held at the uh, Robert B. Green Building. Uh, it was. It involved the topic of the seminar was how to get capital for your small business. We had a wonderful turnout, um, about fifty different. Yeah, I was going to say exceeded expectations. Yeah, it was full. It was a full house, and uh, there's a lot. There are a lot of folks out there right now who are, are who are seeking ways to take their business to the next level and need the capital to do it. And so we appreciated folks coming for that. Um, we are planning our next seminar uh, on August 24th at the Robert B. Green Building uh, from 11 to 1. The topic this t- along with the Small Business Administration and Iberia Parish Government is, uh, again, uh, this time the topic is going to be about disaster preparedness and the current situation with insurance. And mm. so, you know, there's a lot, there are a lot of discussions out there right now about business insurance, homeowners insurance costs, flood insurance costs, and um, there'll be folks on hand from the Department of Insurance. We have a limit to, to help answer questions and, and whatnot. And so we have a limited capacity there. So I encourage you to give our office a call at 337-367-0834 and uh, get on the registration list And uh, if you'd like, if you're interested in those topics. And I know so many people are. So we're happy to be able to bring that to you along with our partners and uh, hope, hope we can get you the information you need so that you can make the right business plans these days. Um, had an opportunity to uh, speaking of insurance there was a lot of discussion uh, on our within our board yesterday about the high cost of insurance uh, both homeowners and business liability again also flood insurance costs and what a challenge that's becoming for businesses across the area and all of the issues that go it's a very complex and complicated issue uh, but we're all seeking answers and seeking ways to to improve that bring costs down where we can Uh, it's a big big debate and a big big um big big issue as a matter of fact we attended the chamber of commerce's eggs and issues um, event last month and that question came up to our legislators and i know that they're on it so we we, we very much appreciate uh them and you know doing what they can on that very important issue and so that was discussed as well um uh, idf participated in the ribbon cutting event at the uh, lsu c grant at the lsu out at the experimental farm they cut the ribbon on their uh the brand new seafood processing facility out there at the experimental farm on the way to generate this is a state-of-the-art uh seafood processing facility where um you know with all the equipment that's necessary to teach small businesses small producers 
how to process seafood properly, how to pack seafood properly, how to market their seafood properly, uh, all in the, in the, uh, in the process of, of, of getting more of that product out to the consumer. And so congratulations to Tom and Ann and all the folks over at LSU Sea Grant and LSU Ag uh, on the ribbon cutting for their new, new seafood processing facility. Great new addition yes. to, our, to our area. We're also working on a ribbon cutting for Additive Innovators, a new business here in town. Uh, Jace Duga and the, the good folks at Additive Innovators, and so we're planning that ribbon cutting, and I'll be happy to get you that time and date when it's solidified and just another way to celebrate a new business here in Iberia Parish. I mentioned also to our board that I uh, gave our recent quarterly report to the Parish Council. always appreciate uh, the hospitality and the partnership with Iberia Parish Government and the communication with, Iberia, with the Iberia Parish Council. There are always a lot of questions. There are a lot of uh, folks that are very interested and very vested in our economic development program, and we appreciate their support. It really takes us all working together to make that happen, and I couldn't ask for better partners. And so uh, thanks to them as well as thanks to all of our governing bodies for what they do to uh, help our program, but also to help uh, businesses grow and uh, infrastructure to improve and all the things that it re- that's required to m- help a community to grow. There were a lot of questions in that parish council meeting, again, about insurance, and so I think that that's going to be a big topic going forward, and so we're happy to be a part of whatever information and education we can bring. Very good. I had an opportunity to attend the National Association of Counties conference with the parish president and a couple of members of the parish council. Uh, a lot of great information there at that national level. There are communities all across, c- counties all across uh, our nation that are dealing with many of the s- similar issues that we are, whether it's disaster preparedness or how to use the American uh, Rescue Plan funds or, you know, how to take advantage of, of various uh, funding uh, infrastructure projects and things like that. Councilman Eugene Olivier is a big proponent of those programs and so learned a lot, uh, learned about a lot of great uh, business practices going on across the country as it pertains to workforce development and economic development. And so thanks to the parish government for the invitation to, uh, to attend along with them. Had an opportunity to spoke, speak to the Rotary and Optimus Club last week. Uh, Rotary, Optimus, Kiwanis, we've got a lot of great civic organizations in this community. Every one of them are really vested. Every one of those members are vested in our community, and they're, they're passionate about uh, the good things going on in our community, and so I appreciated their hospitality. Finally, I had an opportunity to speak with the Chambers Firestarter Junior Leadership Class uh, uh, last Tuesday. Um, for those that don't know, the Great Iberia Chamber of Commerce does a great job with leadership training, both with their le- junior leadership program, which is called Firestarter, and with their adult leadership program, Leadership Iberia, of course. Uh, always enjoy uh, speaking to both groups. Had an opportunity to talk with the Firestarter uh, kids, uh, the real future leaders of our community, and they're always engaged and always ready to, to jump in. And, and uh, really, they're really proud of our community, and we're really proud of them. What kind of major group are we talking about? So these are, the Firestarter program takes students that are in the second part of their junior year. It's a year-long program. Mm. The second part of their junior right, year and the first part of their senior year. They figure by the second part of your senior year, you know, you're moving on in your mind at least to other things. But the the students that we have are top of you know top of their class, chosen by their principals and their guidance counselors to participate. I'm always very impressed. Uh, these are both uh, parochial and private schools and public schools coming together uh, to uh, to to hear about the issues of the day and learn how they can be a part of helping helping fix those things. And so as as juniors are getting back to school this week, how do they uh, apply? 
for next semester. So I think you would do that through your guidance counselor. Okay. Uh, and so those that are interested, I would reach out to your guidance counselor. And uh, uh, they've done a few classes now, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the guidance counselors would be able to have all the details Very good. on how to do that. And I encourage uh, students around our community to apply or to, to make it known that you'd be interested in doing that. And uh, then the, the choices begin. So no doubt. Uh, I'll also be hosting the Leadership Iberia class itself on their upcoming Economic Development Day on Thursday, August 18th. And so thanks to the Chamber for their partnership. Thanks to the Chamber and the Leadership class for giving me an opportunity to talk about the exciting things going on in economic development then. The Superintendent of Schools, uh, Mr. Heath Hewland, is on our board. We certainly appreciate his service. He reported he reported to us that uh, Iberia Parish sales taxes, their sales taxes collections were up 5.1% uh, this month from this time last year, which continues to be a reflection of people shopping locally, using local services, uh, spending those dollars here locally, which result in upgrades and services and supporting those critical services like the school system, which is so very important. Up 5.1%. We always hate to use the word trend, but it certainly seems to be trending in that general uh, direction, which is certainly health, healthy for our community. Heath also, Mr. Hewland also broke it down a little bit by industry, which was very appreciative. Oil and gas, up 40% in sales tax collections this year. Fabrication, up 40% as well. And so in when you look at that total sales tax number, it gets broken down a little bit. And uh, so when you look inside the numbers, there are a lot of reasons to be optimistic, uh, a lot of additional business out there. And uh, so we're certainly happy to hear that as well. He also uh, mentioned that the, they hosted their annual principals meeting uh, in August and had a lot of opportunities to talk with their new principals about all the things that they'll be putting in place uh, this year uh, as the school year begins. Uh, Port of Iberia Director Craig Romero is on our board as well. We appreciate uh, Craig's service and uh, are always excited to hear about the wonderful things going on out at the port. Uh, he mentioned that uh, Chart Industries is, is uh, uh, doing some significant work in the LNG uh, space, in the liquefied natural gas space, and that's resulting in some expansions. Chart Industries is, is uh, work, they're working on an expansion right now, uh, doing the various surveys, looking to do about a $4.5 million investment, investment in expanding their facilities out at the port of Iberia. Uh, that'll result in the creation of 160 new jobs uh, at Chart, and so chart uh we just want to thank chart for their investment and also thank the port of iberia both the director and the board of commissioners uh for their uh hard work on making these things move forward and so uh always happy to to hear that kind of good news he also mentioned that the agmac project the acadiana gulf of mexico access channel is well underway there are three jet dredges working out there right now they're they're uh, looking to add possibly a fourth dredge boat, and the dredging has begun. And so that's certainly good news. Uh, dirt is flying, as they say, and uh, so moving forward and uh, expanding the project in many ways. And so congratulations on the great progress at, at with the AGMAC project, which will connect the Port of Iberia to uh, deep water uh, in its most direct route and really increase the amount of work uh, that can be done at our port. Yeah, which no is doubt. great. Uh, Long time coming. I know it was one of the things that uh, they were excited about when I first got to town, and just amazing. Um, you know, uh, I, obviously these things sometimes do take time, but uh, to see them, uh, especially some of those early 
uh, port commissioners uh, finally get to see this work being done. Well, you know, people sometimes don't understand how com- complex and complicated these things can be. These, you know, these dredging projects cross many jurisdictions, both local, yeah. state, and federal. It's bringing all those bodies and agencies together. It's, uh, you know, uh, making sure that you're crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's as it pertains to environmental surveys and coastal considerations and wildlife and i mean there's just a lot of a lot that goes into it and so sometimes these things take longer than expected but that makes it just so much sweeter when it when it actually begins and so congratulations to those folks on on making that move forward he also mentioned uh the increased utility bills uh cons- you know uh, challenge that everyone across the country is going through right now and so you know it increase in um, you know electric utilities natural gas utilities all the things that makes homes and businesses move forward and how much of a challenge that is in many cases for residents and for businesses and so uh IDF is going to take a little bit more of a, a detailed approach at that we hope to be able to bring uh, some folks to the table who can give us more information, perhaps members of the Public Service Commission, members from the Department of Insurance, other things to bring to our board uh, to, you know, to get them to answer some questions so that we can, we can all be part of the solution. What solutions are out there? We all realize there's a problem. What solutions are out there and how can we work together to make those things better for our constituents and for the businesses in our community while understanding that it's really a national problem? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, Mayor Carol Bourgeois with the uh, city of Generet is on our board as well. Um, they, of course, are continuing to work toward, uh, you know, uh, attracting investors to uh, reopen their market, uh, their grocery in, uh, in uh, Generet. Of course, those, may, those folks may not remember that recently, about a month or two ago, there was a major fire there in Generet, and their, their only grocery store burned, and so, uh, you know, which is certainly tragic. But they want to make sure the mayor is very focused on uh, seeking investors out to uh, maybe bring those market services back to the constituents in Generet. So we certainly want to help him in any way that we, we possibly can. And so then the mayor talked a bit about student populations. Uh, you know, in a previous meeting, uh, uh, Mr. Hulam mentioned that Iberia Parish lost a couple of hundred students in their overall student count. And the various reasons for that, and that it certainly affects uh, communities as well as schools. And so the mayor, uh, in, and you know, brought up a conversation about how we can continue to attract and retain students. You know, there's so many students now who are homeschooled. There's so many, which is fine. There's so many students out there that are uh, that are uh, being uh, educated at charter schools and those things. All those numbers come off, you know, the uh, the public schools' official count. And so the mayor and the superintendent and others talked about, you know, way, ways to market the system, ways to improve the system, and ways that will increase our population. And I know the school board is on that as well. So good stuff there as well. The mayor also mentioned that uh, Generet's uh, sales tax numbers are holding very steady, uh, despite the fact that they uh, lost this particular market. And so that's certainly good, healthy news. And, again, a result of people keeping their money local and how, how very important that is across the board. Well, then we looked at uh, economic indicators a little bit, going a little bit from memory here. Our unemployment rate was up slightly uh, in June, which was the last confirmed number, up to about 5.2%, which is significantly lower than this time last year. Last year, we were at about 8%, now we're at about 5.2%. To those who don't follow these numbers, that means that more people are working, less people are filing for unemployment benefits. There are a lot of jobs that are available out there. I post job openings just about every day. More people are being matched with those job openings. And so we like to see those numbers continue to come down. Uh, and they have been coming down. You know, every once in a while you get a little blip up and down, that kind of thing. But overall, good, healthy numbers for our, our local unemployment rate. 
uh, and we continue to do what we can to match those people to those jobs, not only to those jobs, but also to that job training that's so necessary for people to upgrade their skills and find that, that perfect job as we go through. No doubt. No we, doubt. Also, we also uh, looked at the current price of oil uh, per barrel. Uh, you know, if you look at the trends, uh, this time last year, oil was at about $67 a barrel. Uh, I looked at it uh, just the other day. It was about $86 a barrel when I looked at it last. Back in the mid-90s back, yesterday. Yeah, good. So starting to trend upward a little bit. But between those two numbers, we had, of course, we had a we had $115 a barrel in June, $130 a barrel recently. Uh, then it started to come back down a little bit. So hopefully that gives uh, folks a little bit of relief at the gas pump. Uh, and at the same time keeps our industry strong and our prices strong so that we can continue to do all the good work we do here locally in oil and gas. About 2% down today from yesterday's close, so 92.42. Yeah, it's so a little bit, a little bit trend, trending mm. up, and I think, I think there's going to be this fluctuation. That has a lot to do with what happens globally, uh, but, uh, but good, strong numbers overall. And certainly stronger than this time last year. Now, I know that you're looking at those numbers, so help me with the natural gas numbers. Because the last one I looked at was about $8.50 a unit. It is 8.856, down about 20% from yesterday, uh, but it was up big yesterday. Significantly high. And if you look at this time last year, I want to say it was somewhere around $2 a unit. Significant, uh, Significantly more expensive for natural gas now. Uh, and uh, that's certainly good news for our industry. But of course, you know that all, uh, you know, we, we see we see those numbers also show themselves in the higher cost of electricity, the higher cost of gas to operate our homes, and of course, the higher cost of gasoline. Although the the numbers per gallon for gasoline have been coming down a little bit over that particular time, so strong numbers on the natural gas side, solid numbers on the oil side. That's resulting in uh, more requests for drilling permits on state lands and in state waters. That's uh, resulting in more rigs operating on land and in state waters. Uh, certainly not where we want it to see to be. We'd like to see more. I'd, I'd certainly like to see more drilling uh, because of the jobs that that creates. And I'd really like to see us all focus on more domestically produced energy uh, and, and not always be at the whim of, of uh, world, world politics. But uh, So we continue to work on that as well. But strong across the board in that way. Uh, we'll see how some of this federal uh, legislation that was recently passed will have an effect. Uh, we'll see how that how that shakes out over time. Uh, but good across the board. A lot of a lot of reasons continue to be re- reasons to be very optimistic for this year, and so we keep we keep moving on. I, Louisiana Radio Network has done a bunch of pieces recently in regard to clean fuel and wind energy. Have you heard of anything going on uh, locally uh, about things like that? Well, you know, there's been a lot of, I think, uh, the federal legislation that just recently came came out is going to jumpstart. It's going to put resources into those industries and jumpstart it in a big way. I know we have the know-how here. Mm-hmm. I think it's still uh, wind and solar, while it's an important part and a growing part, it's still a very small small part of our overall energy portfolio. I think uh, as the... As the the industry continues to mature, I think they're going to be we're going to find ways to you know to take some of those skill sets in oil and gas and apply them to this uh, to this renewable energy uh, piece. So I think the story is still to be told. Uh, I do think that there's more in, in there's more uh, uh, interest. You know, there's a lot of uh, things that could happen offshore. Our wind velocities are good, perhaps for wind energy, but it's still such a small piece. You know, oil and gas really is uh, is really what 
you know, still king, and it, it's really what makes things go. And so we need to continue, in my opinion, we need to continue to invest in oil and gas. We need to continue to make it easy for oil and gas companies to do work and provide the energy that we need. And at the same time, do the research and, and put in yeah. the resources necessary for what comes next. And I think if we, ha- if we can balance that out, I think we'll be much better off in the long run. Yeah, we'll, we'll always need oil for certain products. I, I think the goal, though, is to make uh, energy the less combustible energy, sure. especially automobiles, uh, those kind of things, and you know, save the oil for other things we absolutely need. Sure, and that's a that's a that's a fair that's a fair thing. And you know, I mean, at the asphalt on our on our streets is made from yeah. oil and petroleum and plastics and so many so many products that people may not realize are made from petroleum and petroleum based products. And so, very important. I think that you know the alternative energies, the electric cars, and those kind of things are things that are developing. And when they need, they need the resources to continue to develop. Uh, I just think it's going to take a balance over time. Yeah. And so, so we'll see. But at the same time, it's important to focus on both of those items and make sure that we have the energy that we need as a country uh, that's producing the jobs that we need at the salaries that we need to, you know, to make sure that all of our rural communities, uh, you know, continue to stay viable and, and good economically. It's a big question and look forward to continue to talk about it. Yeah, I, you know, I- talk about um, the the people who are hesitant for uh, electric vehicles and I really don't understand why more aren't hybrid uh, because uh, there are going to be times where you need that uh, uh, to to refuel the battery but but I'm sure the horse and buggy industry was pretty PO'd when the automobile came around and said no that'll never take that'll never work sure you know it's funny that you say that I think if you talk to many locals when they're getting out of the car they'll say hey we got are you ready to get down and so mm-hmm. that comes from the horse yeah. and buggy days so we still think about that but I, that's a, that's an aside no I, I'll follow your point and I know that we you know we need to continue to find new ways and, and develop new technologies to move forward uh, I just think that it I just think that it, 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 it needs to be a balance and I think that we need to make sure that we're investing in all of the above i'm a big believer in a in a in a big portfolio of a lot of options no that balance it out and so we we shouldn't be a one-trick pony in any respect and so you know investing in those resources both in the short term and the long term are going to really help us get to where we need both for the energy uh that we need to have as a community and for those other environmental things that are part of the larger national debate no doubt, no doubt. Anything on the horizon? Anything you can tease? Yeah, so uh, basically, you know, as I mentioned... That wasn't all ready in your report. No, of yeah, course, yeah. of course. So, uh, you know, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned, you know, our focus on biomedical and, and on pharmaceutical development. And, you know, back to that portfolio discussion, you know, we're, we're, there's a really a lot of great, exciting things happening on the oil and gas front. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're certainly focused on that. Uh, as I mentioned, some of those infrastructure projects that are going on. But we're trying to diversify the economy as well. You've heard some uh, recent positive news with AVEX and their investment on the aviation side. Uh, on the biomedical side, there's some things that we're planning right now. The, the, uh, the legislative uh, delegation was very successful for Iberia Parish and th- so thankful to them and their hard efforts uh, to, to bring those state dollars back here locally. We're going to be doing some things with UL Lafayette that's really going to beef up the capacities at the New Iberia Research Center uh, and are going to add some additional facilities, which are really going to allow us to take the wonderful things discovered at the Research Center, keep them here, manufacture them here, 
And so the discussions right now are, are on putting that big project together. That's not going to be something quick. The dollars are there, and the, the project is going to happen, but it's a major project. And so we've got to think it through. We've got to design it right. We've got to work together to make it happen. And the good news is we've got a great partnership with UL Lafayette. Go Cajuns. I think this is just going to be a wonderful thing. The New Iberia Research Center is world-known, world-class, and uh, I'm just honored to be able to able to participate in a project that can help support them in their wonderful research and also increase the number of research jobs that we can offer here in Iberia Parish. Uh, and so I think, you know, some of the things that we'll be able to tease out and announce over time are going to be in that biomedical uh, in that biomedical space, that pharmaceutical research space, and certainly looking forward to being able to bring more of that to you as we go. Very good. Anything else uh, before we let you go? No, I think that's it, Jeff. Uh, just really appreciate the opportunity. Sorry, I was a little late today, but appreciate the opportunity, as always, to, to speak with you and your listeners. And uh, I hope you all have a great week. Very good. We'll see you next month. Yes, sir. Thank you.